Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers. Welcome to the new year, and yes, I'm going to thank you all for 200,000 subscribers. Today, we're going to be talking about this Vice panel that's going viral. Everybody's paying attention to it. It's related to feminism, and it's ridiculous. It's absurd. It gets crazy, and we're going to laugh all the way through it because that's what we're born to do in 2023. It is current year, and we are going to enjoy it. That's what I'm all about. But before we get into that, this video is in fact sponsored. A very appropriate sponsor, considering the body positivity stuff that was said throughout this panel, Keto with Justice. A new survey shows that about half of all Americans have weight loss as their New Year's resolution. Well, considering you're not alone, maybe you should consider doing something that has worked for thousands of people nationwide. And of course, I'm talking about this amazing keto powder over at Keto with Justice. There's a reason why the keto diet has become so popular nationwide it's because it does work for a lot of people in fact my own mother is on the keto diet and this powder can help prolong a state of ketosis thus making it so that you don't have to be so rigid in your dietary plans and luckily for you for your new year's resolution this is available for 51 percent off at ketowithjustice.com that's ketowithjustice.com let me say it again ketowithjustice.com so i caught wind of this panel months ago when the australian menace herself had that whole controversy where she was on a plane between two fat people and i find it incredibly amusing that the prelude to that what ended up placing her on that plane on that fateful day at that time was the fact that she actually went down to do a vice feminism panel and when you look at all the body positivity stuff that is in there it all kind of makes sense I had something on my face i have my beauty that's one of my privileges i have my whiteness that's one of my privileges i used to have thinness and now i'm getting fatter things are changing and i think every single time that we talk about feminism um pretty privilege should be discussed because we have these ideas if you your skin tone is this if your hair is this if your body looks like that it's about whether or not you are given um, an equal opportunity based on what you look like i saw it um, i think a lot of times the women that complain about beauty standards don't complain about them when they got privileged when they were young and attractive and thin so obviously i knew i was gonna watch this if you guys don't know i do like sydney watson i am a supporter of sydney watson i've told her this privately i will tell you it publicly she's probably the first person that i met in person never heard of her no context for her and then decided to go back and watch her content and realize that it's actually pretty good. So definitely recommend you go subscribe, go support their quartering Sydney Watson stream. Links are in the description, and I will give the caveat that even though I like Sydney Watson and I like her work, she is still the Australian menace, thus I am still trying to get her deported back to Australia because, you know, emotions cannot conflict with what we need to do in terms of this country, in terms of getting rid of all the Australians. Not saying anything, but I'm just saying something. However, I even got even more interested in this panel once I found out through Lauren Chen, who is my absolute favorite person, one of the best supporters of this channel behind the scenes, that she was supposed to be on this panel, but ended up not doing it due to the fact that Vice had the restrictions. Now, at the time of me recording this video, Lauren has given the whole backstory related to that in her own video. I definitely recommend you watch it. Obviously, Lauren is a favorite of the channel. Go subscribe. Do all the things that you need to do. And this panel, by the way, would have been made all the more epic had she been added to it because you just needed another conservative voice, another voice on the right to argue with these crazies. And crazies are who they are. How is it sexism when we have no barriers today? So we can, we who can pick has no barriers. It doesn't have barriers. Women don't have barriers? I'm, women, yeah. What, what's we have no you? barriers. You can do whatever you want. 
Uh, I can you? or you can? What's stopping you? As a woman, as a woman. As a woman. As a woman, See, as a woman. That ignores a lot that I'm a woman with a disability. So mm -hmm. there's a lot stopping me that you mm -hmm. don't have to think about. Well, as I said before, I'm about. speaking about women. I'm not, you're speaking I'm not, as, a, you're speaking for yourself. You're speaking as, a, as an able-bodied woman. woman. I, I understand, of course, of, course, of course there's going to be other barriers if you're disabled, I'm sure. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about as a woman. So the panel is supposed to be about feminism. You're supposed to discuss men versus women because that's what feminism is about. However, these left-wing women could not ever get to that topic because they refused to divorce all the ancillary combination issues with the subject matter at hand. And I think that Pearl Davis, who I actually never heard of prior to this, even though her channel is insanely successful, this woman is about to hit a million subscribers, but the way that YouTube works is that there are some people that are even in your space that are even insanely successful that you just never heard of really handled this. She consistently, time and time again, pushed back against these people and said, hey, let's talk about men versus women because all of these other women or non-women, depending on who we're talking about, went out of their way to include a bunch of other subjects that had nothing to do with anything and really just showed their lack of intellectual acumen. It's like there are the barriers, right, that we constantly ignore that are very much systemic and microaggressive, right? We see them and experience them every like day. Like what in the U.S.? So, like what? What would you like to know an example of? I, I know you said, you said that there's, like, barriers. I want to know what barriers in the U.S. today as a woman. Well, as a woman or as a woman of color? Let's be specific. As a woman. I and said we as don't, a woman. Well, no, I can't answer as a woman. I just, just feel like your woman, question is right? kind of hostile when you're like, I don't, I, there are no barriers to what I want. Congratulations. That means you have a privilege where you're not facing any friction and that's I mean, showing. And I feel like it's I think like as an American, I think as an American, you're very privileged. Listen, I get that you can be a disabled. And if you're a disabled, then you have a lot of things that work against you. For instance, stairs. However, if the issue is feminism, if the issue is sexism against women, even though your life is affected according to what you're saying by the fact that you're a woman and by the fact that you're disabled, you have to be able to divorce those two issues to talk about them separately. For instance, if you're saying that it's sexism against you, that stairs exist, you have to explain what the difference is between your experience with stairs and the stairs that men in wheelchairs also experience. But this woman and all these other women were completely incapable of doing so. You had a bunch of them talking about how, oh, their race is definitely included and all these other things. And Pearl just time and time again was trying to shift the focus to the topic at hand, which of course was men versus women. I mean, just think about it like this. Let's say I was trying to make the case that it is harder for a man than it is for a woman. But also, I was trying to include my own personal experience in there. But also, my own personal experience is also me having a seizure every time I encounter the color blue. Now, if I'm arguing with a woman and she says, well, listen, women have to fear getting into a physical encounter with a man because they might not be able to overcome that man's strength, thus they don't feel as safe in their day-to-day -day lives. And I said, no, actually, it's much harder for men because I seize up every time I see the color blue. Eventually, somebody who's watching this with any logical sense would think, well, your weird specific issue related to the color blue has nothing to do with the subject at hand. And normally what would happen when that argument would be put forward is that we would put the whole thing with the color blue aside and then we would move on to the men versus women issues. However, this never happened. So when people would bring up that the disability or the thing with the color blue isn't connected, the response would be as follows. <laughs> 
right? Can we stick to male versus female? That's that's my question. So I, I'm thinking male versus female. But my so feminism my includes so, ability. So, it so, includes race. But my race. question is: You for guys women. Can, can talk. Women can versus talk. men. Like, what what barriers do we need removed? Because that, that's my statement. I'm not I'm not stating anything else. I'm stating women versus men. It's very silly. Like, so, so what barrier? Why is I just want to the question it's a, it's a is fair silly. question. So, yes. yeah, but I, it's saying, not a fair question. It's how is it not a fair question? I'm kind of proving the point of why what people, especially black women, other people who are anybody who's not white, why we hear feminism and we don't want that label because it means, I'm just going to say, it means that. Like, it means that you're, you've already gone to a pinnacle of whatever you think your happiness needs or whatever your survivalist needs are when there are people on lower end who are trying to survive, who are trying to get to a point of what should be normal. That's really what kept happening over and over again for this 45-minute segment, which, according to Sidney Watson, was significantly longer, went off into significantly dumber tangents, and Vice ended up cutting around and hacking this up in order to make the women on the left-wing side seem less crazy and essentially make it so that they were responding with such anger and hostility to minor diversions from the topic at hand. However, of course, that was not the case. I don't understand how we're getting so off topic. This is about feminism, feminism today, whereas everybody wants to make this about their individual, oh, I hear all the, the multitude of other things that factor into my person. Great. This is about feminism. It's about womanhood. I understand that all of you have your own individual experiences and the other things that feed into you as a person. That's perfectly fine. But this is where interesting sectionality falls off the planet and loses I would argue probably the vast majority of people including me. I'm not even a feminist. I don't give a crap about feminists arguing amongst themselves about who's the most victimized but this is annoying to listen to. I honestly just I don't understand anything anybody's even trying to get at. And you could kind of tell by the disproportionate reaction it appears through the edit that Sydney is having as compared to the left-wing women counterparts what they're actually saying. On top of that, and I did notice this, and of course I'm going to point this out, Sydney Watson spent a lot of time brushing her hair with her hand. I'm not saying anything, but I am saying that while this is going on, Vice was very intent on showing us Sydney managing her hair, so I'm going to show you all these clips as if they are relevant, because for whatever reason, this is what they wanted to do. Also, they have a bunch of cameras set up here. There was like a lot of zooms and a lot of this and that, and that is done to hide edits, and apparently one of the big things that was talked about was this woman feeling much safer carrying a firearm because that's her method of equalizing herself against male force, against that physical disparity that we were touching on earlier. Like, I mean, I'm not ignoring that. Yeah, We're right. at like a so, basic level of what, I mean, the feminist movement is when it comes to just being born a woman, right? Physically, pound for pound, we are born as women and we have less lean muscle mass than men. So there are issues of violence and assault and stuff like that. And so therefore, there are policies, there are things to help women physically, like, for example, I believe being able to carry a firearm and being able to use that safely to defend yourself against men who are born naturally with more muscle mass than a woman. And apparently this whole thing was cut out because there was outrage from the left-wing women, which is what we saw time and time again throughout the parts that they did leave in, that this woman would dare say a gun made her feel comfortable because that makes her able to fight off a male threat. Again, strangeness, weirdness, and the inability to argue coming from the left-wing side, and it feels like 
it is more tilted towards the left-wing side. In fact, it feels like Sydney barely talked at all. It feels like this other woman, who seemed to be more right-wing, barely talked at all. And Pearl Davis was essentially against the whole panel, even though, from what people are saying about how this was shot, this didn't appear 100% to be the case. So you're just going to ignore White the women pay have it gap. easier, yes. I would agree. What? <laughs> you're, you're just going to ignore the pay gap, um, regulation over a body. Another thing that I found outrageous about the bubble that these left-wing women are in, and by the way, they were accusing people on the right of being in a bubble at the same time was the fact that they brought up the wage gap. It's the industries that women pick. There's a pay gap, but it's because women don't want to do the hardest industries. I don't think it's that simple. I think like I think that's a, an oversimplification. I think the fact of the matter is that women structure their lives differently to men. Men don't give birth. Men don't have have to carry pregnancies. Men don't have to be the primary caregiver most of the time. Women also don't hold jobs for as long as men do. They often will stop and start. They'll go back into work. They'll take time off. They'll take part-time jobs. The way that men work and women work are astronomically different. And to try to say that they're comparable is, is where this issue comes from. They're not comparable. The wage gap, which has been so thoroughly debunked, it almost seems ridiculous to go back to 2014 YouTube content in order to discuss it. But the thing is, these women are just in denial about reality. They want to be perpetual victims and as pearl davis said at certain parts of this video they're all competing to be the most victimized person they're all talking about their intersections and all that so we have to go through it because not only did they say that the wage gap existed but they also said it's for the same industries for the same work or similar. Um, actually, all I mean, Department of Labor, all statistics, at least speaking in the U.S., um, have found that when compared for the same jobs, there still is a pay gap, particularly when it pertains to race. Now, we need to make this clear. The so-called wage gap is just the average of all male wages versus the average of all female wages in this country. It does not account for different jobs. It does not account for hours worked or anything like that. What we find time and time again, when we talk about unmarried women, women without children, women who stay consistently in the workforce, is that in major metropolitan areas, they actually out-earn their male counterparts because what is actually going into the wage gap is the decisions that men and women make. On top of that, this idea that if we became more gender equal or we gave more opportunities or removed a barriers for women to go into certain industries. Two things. First of all, um, let's dig into why they think that um, they should take these jobs, which is society, societal sexism. The so-called wage gap would narrow has been proven false time and time again. What we see is that the nations with more so-called gender equality or gender equity actually show greater divergence between men and women. It is places like India, places where they don't have good rights for women, where we see men and women go into the same industries because they're in dire straits and they have to go to those more profitable industries. So at the risk of going back to 2014 YouTube, no, the wage gap does not exist. That measurement put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics is indicative of the different choices men and women make and those different choices are not due to sexism. They're due to the fact that men and women are fundamentally different. And the more barriers you remove, the more that men and women diverge in the career paths that they choose. So everything they're saying about this is completely wrong. It's completely absurd. It's completely insane. And we got to talk about this person on the panel because apparently there's a huge controversy about this person that we need to discuss. So this person is a trans. Apparently this person is called Eli Ehrlich. I don't know how this person identifies. I'm assuming based on the fact 
that they're on a woman panel, maybe that this identification is as a woman, and apparently this person was in controversy when Matt Walsh pointed out that on Instagram, this person was claiming that they were going to send hormones to people who were underage that couldn't get them because states were going to restrict them. Now, here's the Instagram post. You can look at this. And apparently, there's been calls for this person to be arrested. However, I don't know as of right now whether or not that's happened. But you would think that you stating that you're going to break the law and ship prescription drugs to children without their parents' permission would be a giant red flag, a giant situation, something that the DEA or federal authorities would look into. And yet, they're just sitting on this panel like everything's normal, and that's really what's supposedly gonna go on. And I will say, there was one interesting point involving Eli and another trans person that were on the panel, and basically, they were arguing about whether or not trans women should compete against females in female sports. So so I play semi-pro basketball, semi-pro volleyball. So when it comes to like athletic spaces, I don't think that trans women should be allowed into athletic spaces, because I don't think it's a fair... Um, I think... We, as female athletes, we work so incredibly hard for the little opportunity there is in women's sports. Would this be a like, barrier? For like you this, there's no barrier. There's less opportunity in some industries. That's, That's what a barrier is. There's less. It's not. No, no, no. It's That's based on the market. Means. Okay. Hold on, hold on, on, guys. Based, okay. So again, we work very hard for the little opportunity there is in the space because we're not as entertaining as the men. Sorry, we're just not. And so it's like you're going to take the little opportunity that we're given. And the problem is, like, it, we can't compete. We can't. Like, I'm six foot. If I go up against a six foot guy and I play basketball with him, he's going to body me. And what happens if I go up against you? Something that we've talked about multiple different times on this channel. And I was surprised and honestly, genuinely happy to know that the other trans person was like, no, I don't think, even though my instinct is to say yes, that we could just hand wave away the concerns about this. So I really appreciate that even though we got the stupid arguments that we always get about how Michael Phelps had this some kind of advantage. Um, so this is basically a joke of a talking point. Everyone has biological advantages in sports. How, how tall are you? Um, five eleven and a half. I'm yeah, tall. I'm, I'm five foot eight. Mm-hmm. I am a trans woman. I You would crush me. You would absolutely yeah. crush Bone density, me. wrist strength, yeah. muscle density. You can't switch those. Yeah, exactly. You would crush me. But also, Eli, you would never play at the level that pro plays because um, you would never get there. So let me give you a few more examples here, too. So Michael Phelps produced more lactic acid in his body, which caused him to swim better than any of his competitors. This was widely celebrated and nobody contested it. Now, just, this is in performance enhancing hormone. So we all have different bodies. Therefore, all advantages are the same. Therefore, we shouldn't be concerned about it. I don't feel really qualified to make carte blanche statements about whether or not trans women should compete in every kind of sport. And I understand that that is kind of, that's a hard pill to swallow. And for me, my first inclination is to approach everything through a lens of inclusivity. But at the same time, I also can't speak accurately to every kind of sport and the different things that go into it. Now, again, I give a lot of credit to Pearl for pushing back against these people. But I will just point out that Michael Phelps is within the range of a man and the man's ability to compete. The fact that he had some kind of lactic acid advantage or whatever that his body processed it in some way does not undercut the great disparity between men and women in terms of sports. I mean, do y'all know how many um, trans women have won national titles? 
One too many. One. one it's, too it's, many. Leah Thomas is the only one. one. Too many. If, if one woman. too many. Also, and I feel like this should have been mentioned and emphasized better, and maybe it was. Maybe Vice just edited it out because it's too solid of an argument. Male sports are supposed to be the most competitive sports. In fact, most male sports don't have any restrictions barring women from competing because male sports are just about peak athleticism. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If the Mets could sign a female pitcher that could throw 97 with a six slider, I would totally be on board for it. If you can play the game, I would not mind if you were on the court. But the thing is, female sports are not designed that way. Female sports are specifically designed to limit competition to biological women so that women could have sports. Because if you had female sports and you allowed men to be in it, what female sports would become is the junior varsity male sports because women can't compete against men. There's like great numbers and studies and all these things that you can look at to show the differences between men and women in terms of sport. But I think one of the most crucial ones is that Serena Williams, who was the greatest female tennis player of all time, still is, by the way, ended up in her prime competing against some college-ranked tennis players. Somebody who was ranked around 200 or 150, doesn't matter, and he smoked her. It wasn't even close. She didn't score once. He absolutely obliterated her, and this is why even Serena Williams, the greatest female tennis player of all time, even with people trying to push her to say that she's the greatest of all time, acknowledges that male tennis is a completely different sport, and she is happy to be competing with the women. And by the way, Serena obviously is built differently than most women that you see on the tennis court other than her sister but since she is a biological female that is perfectly fine within the parameters of what you can compete with in that specific league but the thing is as soon as you introduce men into the sport biological males you end up with all kinds of problems because if you can go from being the 150th person to absolutely blowing the doors off of Serena Williams who is the best female of all time so far above all the other women it's just not fair it's just ridiculous and we've seen example after example of this happening and this weird thing about how oh trans people aren't dominating sports yet at this moment female sports therefore it's not a concern is absolutely absurd and absolutely ridiculous i mean do y'all know how many um trans women have won national titles one too many one, one it's, too it's many. leah thomas is the only one, one. Too many. if, if women too many <laughs> if, if women's sports were actually going to end in some way um I mean, that's just not happening. Wouldn't you think there would be more trans women in sports when the majority of states do allow trans women full participation? To be clear, not all advantages are equal. Some advantages and disadvantages within the confines of a sport are totally fine. They are natural advantages. But female sports are specifically designed to not incorporate the disadvantage that women have against males, which is why we have more restrictions on female sports and specifically restrictions to bar men. If within the span of biological women, you have an advantage here or an advantage there, that's totally fine. But as soon as you incorporate men, you undercut the entire purpose. And the reason why this becomes a dramatic issue is because we have all this civil rights legislation that is meant to reserve spots for women in colleges across this country that will actually expose you to lawsuit if you don't do it. And those spots are starting to get filled, at least some of them, with biological males. Now, if you want to do a third league, I'm totally fine with that because a lot of these biological males are weakening themselves to the point where they wouldn't be competitive in the male league. And also you have the issue 
of the female to male transgenders that never make it in the male leagues that would also dominate the female leagues due to the fact that they're loaded up with testosterone, then that's something that you need to determine on your own. You could run separate qualifying things in the high school or do something like that because on the college level, you might have what you need, but you can't have biological males dominating, smoking the females, taking their scholarships, and people just pretend it's a-okay and it's all right. Now, they also didn't get into the trans females into the prisons, which I think is something that we should also talk about because we have a lot of biological men trying to go into female prisons, but no biological females trying to go in male prisons because that's obvious and there are obvious reasons why that would be a disaster. But that is neither here nor there, or as the professionals like to say, that is neither nya nor nya. What we need to do is focus back on the fact that these women were not only incredibly ignorant, could not only follow basic logical exercises, like eliminating individual variables so that you can isolate what they were actually supposed to be talking about, which is men versus women, which is what feminism is supposed to be about. But they were also incredibly nasty when Sidney Watson was bringing up the fact that they don't want women to be silenced unless those women express the wrong opinions. This nasty woman, who I think is trying to represent Native American women because you know, Vice needs all the intersectionality or whatever, started cackling like a harpy and proving Sidney Watson's exact point. No, I don't want it to be personal. A lot of us live in this space where we're told that our opinions don't count because they're not the right kind of opinions. And we're constantly shouted over and talked over regardless of what we look like because there's one group in society that basically takes precedence and it's frustrating. So yeah, of course, it's it's frustrating because when we try to talk about it, we get shouted down, we get told to be quiet, we get get spooked down too as well. So okay, there's hostility there for plenty of women. Let's try to make this an opportunity to speak. <laughs> you're literally with each a white woman then. from Australia. You live in a bubble and you're pissed that voices that have been silenced forever finally can be heard. And to be clear, she was nasty the whole time. The whole 45 minutes, this woman was just a horrible person, a horrible representation of her ideology, and just somebody you never want to talk to, never want to have a discussion with, because A, it's just someone who's looking to claim moral superiority over you, and B, most importantly, This person is incapable of having a logical discussion at all, like at any level. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating to watch this person try to make arguments because you're like, oh, my God. This is horrific. This is embarrassing. Children have better reasoning skills than this woman. Also, I do want to point out how unflattering the thumbnail image of Sydney Watson is. She pointed out on Twitter, and I have described it as essentially what would happen if Sydney was missing for 20 or 30 years, and we decided to go to America's Most Wanted, and they were like, we talked to computer experts, and this is the Asia version of what she would look like if we found her today. And yeah, that's basically what it looks like. They really did not do her any favors with this. I think it's kind of disrespectful because if you invite somebody on and you're going to use them to clickbait, why would you specifically choose a screen grab that is this unflattering? They did this on purpose, in my opinion, and it's just another form of disrespect along with them cutting everything that she said out of context, trying to paste it in all these different ways in order to make her look bad because they assembled the Avengers of stupid, bad, woke feminist arguments, and they're embarrassed on how this came out. Now, look, I recommend you watch the whole panel. I recommend, of course, you watch Lauren Chen's coverage on it. If Sydney does her own video, I definitely recommend you get it from her. 
her perspective since she was there and you would be able to get her side of it directly from her. But this is where I'm going to leave it in terms of this topic. I do want to thank you guys all for subscribing to the channel. We hit 200,000 subscribers. I was not expecting to get this before the end of the year. I ended up getting it in 2022 and I really appreciate it. I appreciate my patrons. I talked about online and different forums about how I set up my Patreon when I had a thousand subscribers and some of you have been with me essentially since day one supporting the channel in that way so thank you so much that motivated me back then because I thought well somebody's paying for this I can't quit I have to power through obviously I want to thank my wonderful fiance she bought me my first camera my first editing computer really started this operation my elder brother also when he found out I was doing YouTube he was one of the few people in my life period that believed I was going to make this work so I really appreciate that as well Lauren Chen who I said multiple different times is my favorite person in this space for helping me behind the scenes hooking me up with a network actually making this channel that while successful was actually not being monetized very well financially successful i also really appreciate you also it was great to see liam and baby riley at amfest and i'm looking forward to hanging out my fiance and you two married people and your little baby in the future going forward really appreciate it and thank you to everyone else who like contributed in some kind of way and all of that not gonna get too schmaltzy but obviously i gotta thank all you guys i'm really happy for this achievement 100k was for the plaque 200k was for you guys thank you so much and that's all i really have for you guys today if you like this video then show them by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social media support me via the support links in the description box of this video this has been me talking about the crazy vice panel till next time